7, Tales from the Vetral Empire, Episode 4, Ghost Stories. It was the dead of night in Allard when two figures ghosted along a cobbled back street. The soft light of the street globes illuminated their passing, phantoms phasing between worlds. The air was heavy with a settling smog from the daytime's industry. One of the figures darted into a side alley and crouched in the shadows. The other followed and stopped, panting. I must say, Nilon, the first said, you're out of practice. I'm fine, my friend, Nilon replied. I'm just not quite as fit as the great Blind, the king of thieves. Don't call me that, Blind chuckled. A shadow passed across the entrance to the alley. Blin pulled Nilon further into the gloom. He noticed his friend wince as he did so. Sorry, Blin whispered. Still sore, eh? You did take quite a beating. Yeah, and it wasn't even worth it. I couldn't stop them stealing our stuff. Well, Blin said, tonight we're taking it back. The friends crept to the other side of the alleyway and peeked out. Across the street, the roof of an opulent villa jutted above an imposing Arcanian wall. Endangered palm trees dotted the grounds. Blin scanned the street. He focused on the buildings that overlooked the complex. Are you sure that this is our guy? he said. I'm sure, Nilon said. Councillor Foran is an artifact collector. Iron thugs to mug scavengers is exactly his style. Blind was on the verge of asking his friend how he knew so much about foreign, but it wasn't necessary. He knew well enough. I trust you, Nil, Blind said. Ready? Ready. Boost me over the wall. Blind saw the steely glint of determination in his friend's eye. He had seen it many times before. Without another word, Blind slipped out of the alleyway. He sprinted across to the metal wall, keeping an eye on the security camera perched on top. From the safety of the darkness, Nilan watched the camera pan left and then right. The window of opportunity was small. He saw that his friend was ready with his back against the wall, but he hesitated. The camera panned left again. Blin missed something that was lost to the night. Nilan took a deep breath. The camera panned right. Blin was beginning to think that his partner had bottled it when Nilon broke cover. He swept across the cobbles and bound into his friend's interlocked palms. Blin surged his companion upwards and onto the top of the wall. Oh shit, Nilon muttered to himself. The wall was narrower than he'd hoped. His momentum carried him over. He dropped down on the villa side and managed to absorb the impact with an inelegant roll. He listened, motionless, for a few seconds. Only the gentle rustle of the palm trees and the murmur of the outside pool greeted his ears. He couldn't see any guards. Are you okay? Blin whispered through a manufacturing slit in the wall. I'm alright, Nilon replied. Don't worry. The landing was a little heavy, that's all. Okay, I'll be with you in a second. Blin had already calculated his route. He slunk over to the Grand Emperor Hotel. It was an imposing building of polished stone and austere metal that only the wealthiest of traders could afford to stay in. An intricate metal sign loomed over the street below, 
It depicted the Holy Emperor Dragon spreading his arms wide in welcome. Blin slipped around to the back of the hotel and shimmied up a drainpipe to the tiled roof. I've got to learn how to do that, Nilon thought. The young climber dropped without a sound onto the sign. His balance never wavered. He edged along it, crouching, until he reached the furthest point from the building. He was no more than a couple of metres from the villa's wall. For a few seconds, the eagle eyed his target. Then he sprang. Nilon held his breath as his friend soared through the air. With relief, he watched Blin grab onto the wall, scramble over and drop into a bush. Impressed? Blin whispered to his friend as he stepped out of the bush, dusting himself off. Eh, not bad, I guess, Nilon replied. He shook his head in admiration. Steady on, Nil, you'll make me blush, Blin said, grinning. Let's find a side entrance, Nilon said to his partner. No doubt the main door will be alarmed. The friends circled the building, their eyes peeled for movement from inside. They encountered a simple stone arch leading to a nondescript door. It was perfect. Nilon tiptoed towards it. He started as a strong hand gripped his shoulder. He turned to his friend. Blind's face had turned as white as his knuckles. Listen, Blind implored. Nilon obeyed, but heard nothing other than the trees, the pool and a faint humming. A humming? The sickening realisation dawned on him. The archway was filled with a powerful electric security field. If he had walked into it, he would have tripped the alarm and received a few thousand volts for his trouble. Nilon thanked his friend and set about studying the field. A simple lever deactivated it, but it was only accessible from the other side. What do we do? Blin whispered. It's too risky to look for another entrance. What about the sound suppression tech that we scavenged a while back? Blin was unsure. The friends had tested the device in their hideout, but never used it on a heist. Nilon saw the doubt in his friend's eyes. I know, Blind, but we're not going back empty-handed. It'll work. Blind shrugged his acceptance. He dug out the palm-sized device from his backpack and placed it on the ground next to the field. At the press of a button, a translucent bubble swelled into existence. Nilon stepped into it, electric drill in hand. Blind held his breath. Nilon started drilling. Inside the bubble, the drill's screeching was almost unbearable. To Blind, the security field's faint humming was the only sound. When Nilon had drilled through, he groped for the switch and flicked it downwards. The humming stopped. The friends passed through the passageway to the external door. Nilon saw that the lock was of a basic pin and tumbler design. He took out his trusty lockpick and tension wrench. He applied the necessary torque and used the pick to push each pin in turn out of the cylinder. Seconds later, the cylinder turned and the pair of thieves entered the villa. They found themselves on a white marble floor blanketed by a plush rug. They could just make out abstract paintings adorning the clean walls. Nilon froze and grabbed his friend's arm. There was a figure standing in the corner, motionless. Blind patted his companion's hand and smiled. His keener eyes had already spotted the statue. He'd also noticed the empty glass tumblers all over the floor. Careful, Blind mouthed to his friend, party. 
Nilon and Blin divided the minefield of discarded glasses and snoring bodies. They crept further inside and soon found the artifact room. The vast space brimmed with ancient devices and oddities from the Golden Age, many of which the pair had never seen. In one corner, awaiting display, sat the items that had been stolen from them. Let's grab our stuff and see what else we can find, Nilon instructed his friend. When their backpacks were full, they weaved their way out of the villa. They reached the grounds without incident. Blind arrowed towards a palm tree which drooped towards the Arcanian wall. After you, Blind gestured towards the tree. Nilan clambered up the rough bark and eaved himself onto the wall. He hung by his fingertips, then plummeted onto the cobbles below. Blind flew up the tree, hopped onto the wall and dropped down next to his friend. I don't know how you do that, Nilan said. Blin grinned. He looked over Nilon's shoulder and the smile evaporated. A gravelly voice boomed from the darkness. You're the same kids that brought us those artifacts in the Parchlands, aren't you? Councillor Forum was right to ask us to keep an eye out. Nilon turned and saw the heavy set speaker emerging from the shadows across the street. The man was covered in scars and dressed in a thick leather tunic. He carried an Arcanian baton. The friends instantly recognised him, the leader of the gang who had stolen the artifacts from them. They looked both ways down the street for an escape route, but the other gang members had emerged. That belongs to Councillor Thorin, the gang leader said. Not some dirty street brats. And over the rucksacks, and maybe you'll be able to crawl home to your hole tonight. Loud guffaws rent the darkness. The thieves pressed themselves against the outer wall. The trap continued to close in. Blin's eyes darted between his friend's calm face and the sneering thugs. He noticed that Nilan was fiddling with something behind his back. Be ready to hold your breath, Nilon muttered out the corner of his mouth. He looked to the left. Blind followed his gaze. And run, Nilon whispered. In one swift movement, the thief whipped out two metal globes from behind his back and dashed them onto the cobbles at the feet of the gang members. From each, a choking cloud surged out. Nilon and Blin sprinted away, but the gas spread too quickly. Tears stung their eyes. Choked yells of confusion and anger churned around them. They collided with a thug. The ruffian seized a fistful of Blin's shirt. Nilan drove the back of the thug's knee into the ground. He crumpled to the cobbles with a shriek of agony. The thieves broke out of the gas cloud, spluttering and blinking away the pain. They tore down an empty street, but two more armed thugs appeared at the opposite end. Nilon nodded towards a building covered in scaffolding halfway down the street. Up there, he cried. The friends dashed towards the scaffolding, but the thugs reached it at the same time. Nilon and Blin scampered up the poles to the horizontal wooden plank. The brutes scrambled up a ladder after them. Before the pursuers could reach the top of the ladder, Nilon kicked it away from the plank. One of the men thudded onto the cobbles below, the other clung onto a pole. Nilon and Blin flew up a second ladder onto the rooftops, but another pair of thugs had also reached the eye ground. Their livid eyes were streaming 
and the sneers had been replaced with snarls. The friends danced away from their pursuers across the rooftops. They could hear the thugs' laboured grunts behind them. The thieves reached a gap between street blocks. Blin put on a speed and leapt like a salmon over the abyss. Nilon launched himself into the air after his friend. The sole of his right shoe scuffed the edge of the far rooftop but didn't grip. His leg began to sink. The roof tile scraped down his shin. Nilon's adrenaline froze into fear. Not down there, Blin gasped. He grabbed his friend's arm and eaved him up onto the roof. The friends looked back. One of the thugs had stopped and was shaking his head. The other was eyeing the gap. Dread gripped both of the friends. Blind hauled his partner up and they lurched away. They didn't look back. Behind them there was a fud and a grunted curse. A repeated scraping sound followed. It became wilder and more desperate. The scraping stopped. A blood-curdling bellow filled the air, followed by a sickening crunch. The gang member on the rooftops filled the chilly air with profanities. You were ruthless out there, Nil. Blin panted when they made it back to his hideout. Nilon shrugged, but Blin observed that the label made his friend uncomfortable. Okay, let's see what we've got, Nilon said. Blind emptied out all manner of fascinating artifacts from the Golden Age. Many he would sell on the black market, but some he thought could be of use on heists. Nilon waited for his friend to finish. He then took out a smooth silver sphere, about 15 centimetres in diameter, with a flattened base. With great reverence, he placed it on a table. Look what I came across, Nilon announced. What is it? With a twinkle in his eye, Nilon took out a crumpled piece of paper from his pocket and handed it to Blind. His friend's eyes widened as he read. Then, he laughed. Brilliant, Blind said. You stole a recording sphere and you even remembered the manual. Nilon and Blind fiddled with the sphere. They managed to activate it. As instructed, they both placed their hands on the smooth surface. Nilon felt every sinew in his body strain. Blood rushed to his head. His eyes were force-closed as a vivid, dynamic scene swam before his mind's eye. The recording showed a garden bursting with colour. Children and adults chatted and smiled around a long table. It was adorned with enticing foods, much of which Nilon didn't recognise. Metallic humanoids filled glasses and served the people. In the far background, a vibrant city ammed with life and technology. Spectacular skyscrapers pierced the horizon. A voice asked the gathering to look at the sphere. The humans all looked at Nilon. Their eyes glistened with happiness. A chill shivered through the young thief. He was watching ghosts. Their eerie contentment threw the troubles of modern life into sharp focus. The recording ended. The friends' eyes snapped open to their dim hideout. For a while, they stared at each other in wonder. Blin poured himself and his friend a drink. To the golden past, filled with wonder, Blin said as he raised his glass. And to a long-lasting friendship filled with adventure, Nilon replied.
You've been listening to Seven Tales from the Vetral Empire www.seven-game.com